you were telling me about the tragic story of a drone. I was. Um, yeah. yeah. So this is a this is a development in the world of professional wrestling. Yes. It's true. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Matt Hardy some time ago became possessed by a three thousand year old spirit known as Damascus. Okay. Um, that allowed him to imbue members of his family and uh, others with, with spirits as well. And one of those eternal spirits uh, is Vanguard One, uh, who was his his drone, a flying drone. Mm-hmm. And Vanguard One was like a, became a member of the Hardy family. Um, it, it even got to the point where uh, a rival stable known as the Inner Circle was trying to get Vanguard One to join their stable. Oh, wow. Um, but after the third time, Vanguard One uh, denied Chris Jericho's Inner Circle. Uh, he... I'm sorry. No, take, take a moment. Um, I didn't realize this was still as raw as it was. Yeah, no, this only happened on Wednesday. Um... Chris Jericho uh, killed Vanguard One. Oh fuck! And, and uh, I'm—I mean, I had a good cry. Uh, the wrestling world is in mourning mm-hmm. um, over the death of uh, a drone you can probably purchase for like seventy dollars at Radio Shack. <laughs> wow, that that hits me right in the feels. How old am I that I said Radio Shack just now? <laughs> Do Radio Shack still exist? I don't know. R- hmm. If I Google Radio Shack, what will I find? Radio Shack near me. Why not? Where's the closest Radio Shack? First filed for bankruptcy in 2015. With General Wireless acquiring the company, it filed for bankruptcy again in 2017, which led to more of its 1,500 stores being shut down. There's apparently 400 standalone stores in rural locations that are still open, and but that's a, as of July 26, 2018. Let me know if you see a radio show. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll get the Neo sporing. Banana, na 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 Neo. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Welcome to Unger Kung Palaces. Oh man, I would. Um, can we change this podcast into a podcast that's just about us talking about Kung Pao and making Kung Pao references? Let's do a minute podcast where every episode we just watch a minute of Kung Pao and then discuss it. I mean, we could. I could absolutely do it. Under Kung, I don't know how it ties in with creative horror, but it's still a pretty choice idea, I think. One. Of us is wearing a, a push up bra. bra. <laughs> Flacy. <laughs> and cute. <laughs> our sexual. Sexual. Preferences. Preferences. Our. 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 our oh. Oh. Business. Business. <laughs> Enjoy the uh, the lack of sync on that one, everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. As Alan and I are communicating over the vast distance like we usually do, I will not make a uh, allusion to a certain thing that's happening in the world right now because this is what Alan and I did already. Reached out to each other across yeah. the internet. So, um, uh, Undercooked Analysis, for those of you who don't know, is a show with no script, no plan, no filters, and uh, this one kind of does have a plan, though, so it already defies uh, the credo. Uh, yeah. Because we are finally 
after many moons, uh, going to talk about the results of the Uncanny Garbage Writing Challenge, which Alan here proposed to the masses. Yes, I did. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we got, got eight, eight, eight entries. <laughs> eight entries. The ma- we proposed it to the masses, but only got eight entries. Proposed it to all eight of the masses? All, yes. Um... And those eight responded with gusto because uh, do you, for those who aren't familiar, Alan, do you want to give the premise of this this challenge again? Yes, I will. Um, I issued a challenge called the Uncanny Garbage Challenge, and this challenge was to get you to uh, to get our listeners to write a story that was terrible but felt like earnestly terrible, mm-hmm. like. Like any like any bad story we might read on this show. Yeah. Um, so they have to feel like. Uh, and I, I, I'm I'm not gonna name names, but I will say one of these entries made it before the cutoff rule. I had to say, um, people tried to get self-deprecating and said, "Oh well, I'm just gonna turn in one of my regular old stories since my writing is so bad." And like, don't fucking pull that shit. <laughs> Exactly. This is not about putting yourself down. This is about lifting yourself up as a writer who can make yourself look like a shit writer. And and I will I will uh, if 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 I can have a moment of real talk. Okay. It just just as a like a warning to people in the future. I considered not doing this contest just because like in the past people don't don't be fucking weird. <laughs> don't be fucking. Like I know I, I I know I'm like easy enough to reach on Discord and stuff, but if you come to me like all depressed that your story was not chosen, don't fucking do that to me. <laughs> I hope, <laughs> have have people have people done this? Yes, a lot. <laughs> why why to you? I don't know. They don't. I'm approachable. <laughs> I mean that's true. I kind of I to be honest, I probably could be on Discord more considering you know. We have patrons there who would probably like to talk to us more often, but I'm just not because I'm not a, and I could be better at that, but I'm just, uh, never mind. This is going in a weird way. Uh, I will. But yes, coming to me and complaining about uh, like your story not being chosen is a really good way now for me to voice call you and tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, is, that, that is my disclaimer. If we didn't choose your story, it's not that we don't think that you, you know, we don't appreciate that you sent us a story for these writing challenges. It's just that, well, we're people and we have, we have to, we have a judgment call to make. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. And, and who says, who says that we're the be all end all? We're not. Take yeah. your, you know what? Take the story that you wrote for your writing challenge and. And shove it. I mean, show it to other people. Yeah. Release it unto the world. Yeah. Let it grow. You're no longer bound by the rules of the competition. Let it fly. Except for this one, where you were trying to write something bad. In um, which case, in which case, maybe, maybe just let us read. Well, here's the thing: since we only got, I, did, I determined that since we only got eight entries for this competition, we're going to read all of them. Yes, and typically, uh, typically in the past, we've pre-selected our winners, and then we go to. Uh, we, I was going to say we go to air like this is something professional. Yeah, when we go to air. Um, we're, on the, we're on the air. We're live right now from Cincinnati. Um, and when we go to air, we've already like picked our winners. Mm-hmm. We're going to read these eight stories and decide our winners right now. Yeah, I've already skimmed through them. Uh, I, this is me going to look at them a little more carefully and then decide. Third place is 20 bucks. Second place is 30 bucks. 
This is American dollars, by the way, and you'll have to get me your PayPal information. Mm -hmm. Or Venmo or whatever. Yeah. First place is $50 and a boxed copy of Shaq Fu for the second Genesis. And if you want me to sign it, I'll sign it. I think the ultimate prize, though, is just a big old hug and kiss. And we can't yes. have that now because of COVID-19. So Right. So you'll have to settle for Shaq Fu. <laughs> I, uh, Alan cannot mail himself to anybody right now. It's true. So I've tried. <laughs> That's how we got to California the last couple times we were able to visit. Yeah. Uh, this, this big they, had, they had to bust show. me out of a comically oversized crate. I mean, that, we had to bust you out of a comically oversized crate when we revived uh, UCA. So. Yeah. And of course, it, that was right after. I mean, technically, you were cryogenically frozen after the comfy and cozy cannon. So a lot happened. It's true. There's been a lot going on in my life. That has involved me not being aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why don't we why don't we uh, get this uh, garbage truck driving? Cool. Uh, I have assimilated all eight stories into one Google Doc. Okay. Google Google did not pay for this show, by the way. That's no, a, that's we free, will never. That's a free. That's a free plug. It's a free plug for a service that a lot of people just use anyway. Um, but I've assimilated them all into one Google Doc. No authors. Uh, in the end, we'll talk about who the authors are. Yes, uh, there are there are story titles for some of them. Some of them do not have story titles, um, which means they're disqualified. No, I never made that a requirement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what do you say we get this gravy train rolling? Why is this train full of gravy? <laughs> well. I'm glad you asked, because, you know, in these trying times, <laughs> gravy is necessary. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, here's our first... In these trying times, gravy is food. <laughs> I, I said necessary, but okay. I, man. Only in these trying times, any other time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Any other time, gravy is a sauce. <laughs> Anytime. But during these times, you can eat gravy with a spoon. Just straight gravy. No one's going to judge you. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Eat That's all the gravy you want. Brown gravy? Crunch country gravy? Let's read this fucking story. <laughs> okay. Shall I start it? Go ahead. Okay. And then he fell through the wall. Good. Oh, 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 good. Good. Very good. Marceline couldn't believe her eyes. She thought she must be hallucinating, or high, seeing her husband fall through a solid wall. She would have passed it off as any number of things if it wasn't for Ben's constant agonizing screaming, heard from the walls themselves. Cops were called, church leaders were called, scientists were called. They all could hear it. Ben's wailing of agony, cries for help, for relief, for death. But none of them could figure out what to do. He seems like you have a screaming wall problem. Yeah, man, seems like you got a standard screaming wall problem here. <laughs> well, can you can you do anything about it? Uh, well, uh, we could knock out this foundation, see if that causes a causes a causes a stop to all the screaming. Oh, but we, but, just, uh, we, we just had this place renovated. Uh, if you want to stop wall screaming, you're gonna have to spend a little jetter. Uh, all right, let me let me talk to my landlord because for some reason we just renovated a place that we don't own. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell the landlord. That's going to be a problem. The screaming is actually the landlord yelling at you from a distance about your <laughs> renovating the place. 
The portal was gone. The wall remained, but nothing they tried would go through it. They believed it wasn't something. They searched for speakers, even tore into the drywall. But the screaming still continued, loud and endless. And so the cops, the church leaders, the scientists, the bakers, the candlestick makers... The secretaries. All the king's horses and all the king's men. (laughs) The three ring circus, all the animals in the zoo. The hole in the wall where the boys can see it all. (laughs) (laughs) And and them all (laughs) did what people do for every unsolvable problem. They called Vanilla Ice. (laughs) If you got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. <laughs> they gave up and left. Oh man, is this? Uh, I mean, all in all, you're just another brick in the wall. Yeah, but not Marceline. She stayed in that house. She stayed and listened to Ben's screams every day of every week of every month. How could she abandon the one she loved when he was constantly crying for help? She couldn't get rid of his constant agony, but she could be there, sitting by the wall, listening to him, so he wasn't totally abandoned. Abandoned by Marceline. Um. I mean, the whole point is that it's not, but, you know. Yeah. But Marceline is also the name of the town that Walt Disney grew up in, so uh, fun fact. It's true. It's like two and a half, three and a half hours from where I live. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah? Yeah. Hermione wondered. Of course it did. (laughs) What was beyond that portal? How was he alive? Was it even really him? Was it Satan or aliens or some other unknown... (laughs) And you're about to find out on our new game show, Satan or Aliens! <laughs> That's a theremin for the music. With your host, Alex Charney! You want to know what's really sad? What's that? I just gestured to an imaginary game board in my, in my, uh, in my, in my apart, in my, wow, in my <laughs> how, room. How would, how would we, how would you play Satan or Aliens? How does, this, um, how does this game show work? You know what? We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll workshop this. We'll we'll come. We'll we'll film pilot. See if see if the networks are interested. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll get Alex Trebek on the line. I'm sure he'd be. Yeah. You know. Get Alex Trebek on the horn. <laughs> if not, yeah, look. Is it? I'll get Trebek. If not Trebek, I'll get Sajak. You know, we'll be good. They're they're both still alive and kicking, right? Get Guy Fieri on the horn. Dude, I would watch. Guy Fieri hosts a talk show. All right, not a talk show, but I still would. I would watch Guy Fieri host a talk show. I'd watch Guy Fieri host any kind of show called Satan or Aliens. <laughs> Can his co-host be the guy? You know, aliens. Yes. And so Guy Fieri represents Satan. So Guy Fieri would represent Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy would be aliens. Okay, so this is a good bit, but we should. <laughs> Yeah. No, we'll come back to this. I really want to. I really want to come up with. I am. I'm not kidding. I want to come up with Satan or aliens. Yeah. What kind of pain was it? Was it like a fire, all encompassing and intense, or was it like a sharp headache, debilitating and precise? He would never yell specifics, only how much pain he was in, and for someone to please make it stop. I'm in at least. I'm at least five on the pain scale. Someone turn it down. Constant updates about the pain. Right down that pain scale. Woo! Two years. Time to find out where are you on the pain scale? (laughs) After this commercial break on Satan or Aliens! (laughs) Woo! 
All right, audience at home, make sure you vote on your phones. Did you figure out what the pain was? Two years passed. As with anything, as with anything, politics, TV, politics, news, TV, the more she took in, the more it became normalized, and the harder it was to care. His screams became white noise, a regular nuisance of a regular day, like filling up gas or taking a shit. (laughs) I like this story. Yeah, it's not bad. (laughs) It was something to experience with a glass of wine and and, and quiet reflection. Marceline had started dating again, or at least hooking up. Never at her place, of course. <laughs> Talk about a buzzkill. Yeah. But she would always come back to her to Ben. Always come back at night. His screams were hers. She wouldn't ha- leave him to scream alone. So, do you think she right. screamed along with him when she felt especially lonely? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I mean, if you can get away with it, just screaming whenever you want to, because your house already screams whenever. The house that screamed a lot is a great. That should be the title of this story, honestly. Friends told her to move on. Family, psychiatrists, businessmen, hoping to profit from the phenomenon. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. She could sell the house. She could start over. She could put it all behind her. But was that love? She could leave before the sun came up that day. And when the car broke down, she could start walking. (laughs) Anyone could see the road. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Was that love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Was two years of listening helplessly to the one you love suffer enough time? Ugh. Was two years of listening helplessly to the one you love suffer enough time to abandon them? For Marceline, the answer was no. It was always no. And so she stayed, listening to Ben's cries and pleads from some distant plane or other world. Marceline spent her life listening to Ben wailing. It never went away. Never got better for him. But that's what love was to her. Eternal and committed. Challenging and uncompromising. People noted after her death, the scream still continued as if her commitment never made a difference. <laughs> hey, uh, whoever submitted this one, too good. It's too good. Yeah. Although, it's, it's it's good. It's it, Here's the thing. Smacks the earnest part, definitely. Feels like an earnest effort. Is it clunky? Well, yeah. It's a little clunky, but... It's actually kind of, kind yeah, of fun. It's all right. Just, if this was someone trying to submit an earnest uh, uh, one of their actual stories to get us to say it's bad, go fuck yourself. This is okay. Can this get an honorable mention, though, for being uh, a, a story that with a little polish would actually be really cool? Yeah. Because I, really, I, I do like the premise of the woman with the screaming house and no one else gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Uh, so that was entry number one. Um, I don't know. I like it. I'm trying to... But is it... Is it... Is it, is it I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to rule it out. Not. I'm, not quite yet. It's, it's too good. It depends on your criteria, but like. Bitch, it's my contest. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. You're the ultimate arbiter. I'm gonna. Here's. You want to. You want to get my judgment though. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, on to story two, which is title. This one has a title. It does. It's called the best chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Before now, at the end, we're going to reveal again. We're going to reveal who all the writers are at the end of this, right? Yes. Good. Okay, because I want to know. Because I don't know. It's killing me. If there are eight people, they're bound to be eight people we're familiar with. Probably. Hmm. The best chocolate. This is uh This one's like a big block paragraph, which is you know appropriate, and it's in bold. Yeah, it is. Ooh, it is in bold. So already. 
All right, good choices to start. Okay. All right, I'll go. Go. The best chocolate. Alex was walking home from school and saw that in the plaza across the street from the McDonald's was a chocolate store called Best Chocolate. When he saw this, he immediately walked across the street to the shop. Upon opening the door, he heard a ring of the bell. (laughs) There was an old man behind the counter who had deep wrinkles in his face that seemed to be endless, and his eyes seemed to only black, seemed to be only black. Space, period, no space. He asked what his <laughs> name was, comma, Alex asked. My name is Alex. When did this store open? Okay, let's take a moment. Okay. I don't know if this is intentionally bad or not. Because, I... again, some got slipped under me. But... It better be. So far... So far... They're, they're pretty much nailing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. This feels like something a 13-year-old would write. It's true. To this, the old man replied, My name is Doug, and we just opened today. Would you like to buy some chocolate? Ours is the best. Alex replied excitedly, I would like some. He bought $5. I like how it's five. It's dollar sign five and then the word dollars. Yes. He bought $5 worth of chocolate and was rung up at the cashier. He made an exit and started walking to his house. While he was walking, he samples the chocolate and exclaims, This is the best chocolate I have ever tasted. Noting the sweetness, tense shift, good. Noting the sweetness that most chocolate didn't have. When he made it home, having done his homework, at dinner he told his mom about the shop and how good it was, then went up to his room to go to sleep. The next day, and for some days after, he went to the candy shop to get some of the chocolate. It was after two weeks that Doug asked him, after coming around so much, if he wanted to see how he made the chocolate. Doug gave him a piece of candy as they made their way out to the back of the warehouse. Alex took a bite of the candy and noticed a strange flavor from it he could not shape and started to feel dizzy. As he is about to pass out, he faintly whispers, What's happening to me? Um, I lost my place, sorry. Don't worry, it will all be over soon enough, says Doug, just as Alex passes out. Alex awakes in a room restrained on a metal table that ends at a drain that ends through a machine to a container. What are you doing to me? What is happening? Help me. Screaming like a caged animal. Don't struggle, Alex. It will only make it this more painful. You see, my chocolate is the sweetest using human blood, says Doug in a most sincere voice of a manic. Mmm. 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 Snaps. Snaps. Mmm. Mmm. I'll take I'll take it from here since this is one run yeah, yeah, off the Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go for it. He moves behind Alex to a rack holding a bloody cleaver. Was that? Oh, oh okay. What? But <laughs> the 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 sp- the presence of that quotation mark suggests that that was something someone said. Oh but yeah. But now I see that it's okay. But don't worry, you will be a part of my next batch. A part as one word. Yeah. Says. Says Doug, happily. <laughs> Apostrophe S. Yes. He takes the clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and slices into Alex with quick motions and pulls open his ribcage, pulling out his still beating heart and squeezing out the blood into the drain. <laughs> After all the blood has been drained, he carries the body to a furnace and tosses it in, starting to work on the next batch of chocolate, taking the human blood and pouring it into the chocolate for the next batch. 
It's bright red, being dissipated by the black cocoa. Stephen was walking home one day and couldn't help and notice a chocolate store called Best Chocolate. He walks in and hears a bell dingle. Mm. Guess. Yes. That's a, that's a contender. Snaps all around. Beatnik snaps all around. Beatnik Bob says. Oh, man. Okay, that's a contender. Yep. That's pretty good. It's, it's everything I wanted this contest to be. <laughs> we'll see. There's the varying. I mean, again, there's varying levels of earnestness. Yeah. But yeah, that feels like that feels like a some that feels like a child's effort. So yeah, I approve. You ch- basically the winner of this contest gets a go- basically gets a virtual gold uh, star sticker that says you tried on it. <laughs> um, yep. Shall I shall I start this next untitled story? Yep. And I can tell this one is intentional because of how it starts. Uh Uh-huh. So how'd I get here? Well, it all started with a simple email. It had an embedded video, no subject line, no text, just the video. Wait, the email had no embedded... Oh, the the embedded video had no subject line, I guess. I'm overthinking it already. Just saying usually you can't send an email without a subject line. So out of pure curiosity, I clicked. What transpired is what I wish I could forget. I'm only passing it onto this forum as a cautionary tale, so it's too. So if it's too much, I'm sincerely sorry. The video is of a basement only lit by a table lamp in the corner. There was some sort of flickering digital artifact that couldn't have been made more made naturally with, say, shutter speed or a strobe light. So I downloaded the video. In hindsight, definitely not the smartest move. I ran it through a program that split it into individual frames. When I found the right frame, I put it into a paint program, and what I found was very interesting. Uh-huh. And every single one of those frames on the flickering artifact was text. I'll list what the text said here. Look to the woods. There the house lies. You're next to play a simple game. But to find 45 degrees... Wait. Oh, God. The the, the formatting ooh, is fucked up. Ooh, yes. Yes, snaps. <laughs> snaps all around. Good. Uh, it, went from space, it went from space to unspaced. Yes, and also the coordinates keep shifting from degrees thirty-two inches. Five, the, the then is like north for twenty-eight, twenty-eight west. Oh God, do you want to do you want to take it from here after it goes from space paragraph to sure. paragraph? Sure. Take the rest of it. Forty-five degrees thirty-two five point fourteen north. One twenty-two degrees forty-four by twenty-eight by twenty-eight west. Coordinates. Now that was interesting. I ran them through my web browser of choice. They led to a forest in Portland, Oregon. They lead to a forest in Portland, Oregon. Yes. I lived only a couple hours away, but my brother lived on a street right off the edge of those woods. It had been said in my mind my brother put this together. He knew <laughs> I wanted to go to one of those escape rooms. So it made sense at the time. And it, it was night but I couldn't just leave this alone. I grabbed my keys and drove to the coordinates. It was deep in the woods, a ring of dead trees surrounding the area, several patches of what seemed to be fresh dirt, and there was a shack smack dab in the center. Oh, shit. What's, uh, what's he doing there? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you found me. Uh, this was uh, g- uh, geocaching. Or no, geo... Not geocaching. <laughs> Fuck. Geotrack? Yeah, whatever. By the way, it was a shack. There wasn't a shack. 
I wish it was so one of It's true. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the patches of dirt. Oh, how grateful I am for my ignorance on that night. I walked into the house, and there was nothing except a staircase going into a basement. I walked down, and what I saw next was horrifying. It was the basement in the video. The lamp illuminating it and all. But there was one difference. A body tied to a chair. The body had a knife wedged into its skull, and cigarette burns all over it. I went over, and upon closer inspection, I realized it was my brother. Ah! I nearly puked. I ran. I ran faster than I ever had before. I got out of the house, and I tripped, um, sorry, on something sticking out of one of the patches of dirt. It was a hand. Ah. Foamy and decrepit, and it was wearing my mother's wedding ring. Fuck! That realization kicked me back into gear. <laughs> hmm. You weren't in gear before that? I ran out to my car and drove two counties over to a motel. I got situated in my room, called the police as an anonymous tip. I feared if I went directly to them, I would have the same fate as my family. Why? I'm terrified. I don't think I have much time left. Even now, as I'm typing this out, I swear I could see glimpses of figures outside my motel room's window, and I think they are smiling. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Good, good, good. So, so yeah, that's that. Uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. Yes. I like it. It's, uh, yeah. So far, so far, so good, huh? So far, yeah. Three down, five to go. All right. I would, uh, where, where are your rankings at right now, just among the three? Uh, gosh, this is hard. Um. Yeah, I know. Because I, because here's the thing. I like that, uh, so there are different levels of, like, earnestness. The first one yes. feels like it's, like, the first one is just on the borderline of being a good story, but with enough little quirks in it that make it not live up to its potential. Yeah. So I kind of like it for that reason because the, I, I just it, say it, it ticks the box for it. Me ticks the box for earnest effort, but I but, but you can tell the author is trying. To, I feel like you can tell that the writer is trying to make it feel like an earnest effort, but is is not reaching it. It doesn't feel like it's a story that's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Doesn't feel like it's a story that's like deliberately trying to be bad, you know. Then best chocolate. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, best chocolate. It's best so far. I think that in terms of just the sheer enjoyment I got out of how how intentionally bad it is. Um, yeah, it's garbage and it's wonderful. Yep. And it feels like again a child wrote this, but is the on the polar opposite end of the first story. And I feel like this last one we read is kind of in the middle somewhere, but still kind of a special kind of bland. Yeah, absolutely. And, this is really hard. <laughs> when you get into like coordinates and uh, like ugh, videos of the basement and like hidden like messages, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some. Uh, it's like pale Luna, but bad. <laughs> right. It's good in that essence. Okay, so like I think we have. I, I don't know if I have a contenders yet. 
there's only three so far, but I like I like them all for different reasons. You guys are making this so hard. I I'm just I'm disqualifying the first one. Just I, I get what you're saying. I just think. Like in concept, it's too good of a story and had too many good moments in general. With the uh, first one, yeah, okay. qualify. Okay, but like, I'm still gonna. I don't know. I'm not. I, as a judge, I'm not ruling that one out yet. Because I know we're both gonna come to uh, probably our own conclusions, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Because right now, I think for me personally, I think uh, best chocolate. Yeah, that's kind of my number one right now. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, our next one has a title. It's called. The Doll. The Doll. Ever since I was a little girl, I always loved dolls. All kinds of dolls. The American Girl dolls, Raggedy Ann and Andy doll toys, Monster High, Ever After, even the Generation Girl dolls that lasted a short time. The list goes on. Family and friends knew, even into adulthood, that if you were to give me a gift, give me a doll. And I always, I was always appreciative of every doll, except until last year on my birthday. That year, I received something demonic okay yeah, good start good start the doll came from my uncle bill who claimed he got a good deal on the doll from special dealer my friends kim madison and julia were there with me when they saw me unwrap my present our smiles turned upside down at the sight of it Oh, that's good. Non-capitalized names of characters that don't ultimately matter. Yeah. The doll was a china doll with skin as white as porcelain and hair as black as night. She wore a red velvet shirt and a pair of jeans with a pair of Mary Jane shoes. (laughs) The creepy part is that her eyes were as black as her as a black hole. Voids. Her lips were as red as blood. Oh, this is okay. mm. This one gets a lot of points. It's Oh, man, the amount of just, like, contrivances. The, the cringe here is real, and it's wonderful. Yeah, just the sheer amount of uh, skin as white as porcelain, hair as black as night, lips red as blood. Mary Jane just, shoes. Yeah. So Mary Jane's that kill me. I uh, should have thrown her on the ground or, or against the wall. I'm not Instead, part of your I, system. <laughs> Instead, I only smiled and thanked my uncle. I brought the doll with me and added her to my collection. She stood among the rest of the cl- of collection. However, it would have looked if I would have looked closely, I may have noticed how afraid of her the other dolls were. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> this is a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> that night. While I was asleep. The night. The night. The night. Sorry. You know it's you know it's good when your brain like autocorrects it. <laughs> yeah. The night, while I was asleep, I was woken by a cry. I looked around my dark room, but I didn't but didn't see anyone. Because it was a dark room uh, where I processed photographs. However, the cry again with the cry I'm the cryon continued. C R Y I G N. The cryon. The cry I G N. The cry Internet Gamers Network. I shouldn't have hap- That's a roller coaster of emotions, right there. Literally. I shouldn't haven't gotten out of my bed. 
<laughs> but I couldn't help it. I had to find that sound. All you know what? Do that sound. Every, every bit of this is believably bad so far. Yes. This isn't. Hopefully, this isn't one of the ones someone you because because people could have snuck. Yeah. I'm worried. I looked around my room for the sound. I looked under my bed in my closet, but could not find it. Then I turned at my doll collection, and something made my jaw drop. The crying seemed to be coming from my new doll. But the even stranger part is there seemed to be something the looked like ketchup under her eyes. I picked her up, and the crying immediately stopped. This story, I'm sorry, it's doing every wrong thing right. <laughs> it sure is. This is Jared, I gazed at her. This is Jared's symptoms. It's so good. I gazed at her and realized the ruby stuff on her cheek was not ketchup. Mmm. I touched it with my fingers and looked at it closer. I guess it was blood. Was my new doll crying blood? Have I been drinking blood? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We gotta keep going. Let's do this. I threw her against the wall and ran <laughs> to my parents' bedroom. <laughs> I woke them up and told them what happened. They were annoyed, but decided to follow me into my room. When they picked her up, I gasped again. The blood was gone. But how? They told me I was just having a bad dream and needed to go back to bed. I thought maybe they were right and went back to sleep. A few days later. Just go ahead and take this one. <laughs> After school one day, when my parents were out, I was hanging out on my bed, scrolling through my phone when I heard the crying again. I looked up and felt like I wanted to throw up. <laughs> All of my dolls were thrown again around the floor. Their heads and arms pulled off. The doll's clothes were drenched with the blood with blood pouring from her eyes. I knew she had to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got up from my bed and stomped to her before picking her up. I looked into her eyes. Oh, why did I look into her eyes? Oh, why did I look into her eyes? I stared into the voids until I felt myself pass out. When I awoke, I felt strange. I was looking out at my bed and all the dolls scattered on my floor. I think I was sitting on my shelf. But how did I fall asleep on my shelf? Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. I heard my parents walk in the door. Like, what up? I got a big... And I tried to <laughs> scream, but I couldn't. For some reason, I couldn't move or speak. My dad stepped into my room and shook his head. Our daughter needs to take better care of her dolls. At least she left her new doll on the shelf. Yes. That's, that's okay. Beat it, snaps. Snaps. Alan, this might be my new favorite. Yeah. It's up there for me. <laughs> it's very good. This is very good. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, this is going to be tough. This is going to be so All right, tough. all right, all right, all right, all right, my fellas. The box? Should we move on to the What's box? What's than being cool? Because, like, honestly, this is, um, this this one, this one is, again, it hits that right balance, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's not an absolute garbage fire, like, like, uh, the best chocolate. It's not... It's not. It's. I don't know. It, it's. It's. It's a balance. It's a balancing act, and I think it strikes that balance really well. Yeah. Yes. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is great. All right. The box. Bum, bum, bum. When my niece came to move in with me, it wasn't an exactly pleasant surprise. To be 100% honest, I never expected her to actually take up my invitation to live with me seriously. I had only mentioned it in passing as a friendly gesture as she was forced to move out of my sister's house after high school. However, little Ellie managed to find a place and get the funding to go to a community college upstate, then completely disappeared like a ghost for three years. That's why I practically panicked when I was woken up by the chime of my house alarm signaling someone had come through the back door. Half asleep, she staggered with boxes in her hands and explained that she had sent an email a couple days before, before that she came. Apparently, something had went down between her and a colleague that she had gotten very close to. She needed a place to take a break from them and get some research for one of her classes completed. It seemed like all pretty petty drama to me, so I let her sit up in my guest room, and we, for lack of a better term, (laughs) existed together for about a week. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kind of like the first one, this one has a glimmer of, like... Yeah. Competence to it. Absolutely. Um, After that, she became much more reclusive to the point that I didn't see her unless stepped out late at night to catch her chugging down water, her cheeks flushed red as if she had run a mile in a sauna. Hell of a run-on sentence. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I didn't have the... And I would run 500 miles in a sauna, and I would... Sorry. (laughs) Couldn't think of it. I didn't have the stomach... I didn't have the stomach to kick her out, because I knew eventually she'd find her way back to being independent like before. So my attitude towards the situation went from accepting indifference to one of great concern when letters addressed to her started to show up. I would slide them under the guest room door and hope she would address them in due time. However, they just kept coming often in batches of three or four, from all, all from different addresses across the country. They were official-looking letters, with a logo of the tree saplings bursting out of the ground. But at the time, I just thought it was correspondence for a job opportunity. <laughs> that wasn't until the van started show- to show up. That I knew that my niece had gotten involved in something more than a breakup with her- of a- her friend. Men and women with clipboards asking if I was experiencing electrical problems or if I need my air conditioning repaired. Each of them wearing that stupid little sprouting logo. Each of them insistent on getting into my house. Followed me everywhere from work to going shopping, even sneaking into the church to peer over my shoulder. Okay, so that's kind of tropey too, and I dig that. Yeah. Yep. 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 Got some, some, some cult stuff going on. Sounds like it. I became insistent to know what my niece had done when she was what she was. Uh, mm. I became insistent to know what my niece had done, what she was away at college. At first, I was just pleading to try to treat her as much as an adult as I could through the permanently shut door. As days without an answer is more on, I began to threaten her with the idea of me telling her parents where she was. And I even tempted the idea of letting those insistent strangers into my home and have their way. You. Woof. Though Ellie did not give in, the people did not give me a second to myself, as I felt like I was being followed, even into the most private of places. Hey, do you guys mind? I'm trying to take a shower. 
You guys mind him trying to jerk off? You guys mind yeah. him trying to watch My Little Pony? You guys mind him trying to watch My Little Pony and jerk off? I mean... <laughs> Thank you. That's why I did what I had to do. I waited in late and listened closely to the noises of gulping third late night water break until I was sure that she had actually. Is does this feel like it's debil- like the grammar is like slowly deteriorating as it goes on? Yeah. Yep. I kind of like that. Um, until I was sure she had actually fallen asleep. I had taken a spare key for her guest bedroom. I never planned to use that. I wanted to respect Ellie's privacy, unlike my sister, who would call me about doing monthly room inspections on her daughter. The room was dark, and I could tell she hadn't unpacked a single thing besides some some close, some close, and a laptop. Oh. And Ooh. One, yes, that's supposed to be close. <laughs> that's good. And one other thing. It was a box made out of metal and stained glass of bright, fiery colors. From one side jetted out key crank, like those I had seen for Jack in the Boxes. <laughs> the moment aside, I couldn't stop. I turned the crank, watched the box come alive with a brilliant light, and let through music burn my soul until everything around me was ash. What? Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. This one started with some intention and then just quickly devolved into nonsense and had an ending that meant nothing. Yes. Good. Good. Mwah. Good. I love it. If I feel like the I feel like this is like the writer is writing this and slowly having a stroke. It's yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, wonderful. Okay, points for that one. That one that was pretty good. I think I was pretty, deceived pretty at the great. beginning, huh? It's pretty it's pretty great. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Ooh. This one doesn't have a title. This next one doesn't have a title, but the first two words are capital D capital S dark shed. Mm. There was a scream from downstairs just now. After I said Dark Shed. Off Good. Dark Shed, Jackson. Shall, shall I? Okay. Shall we? Yes, I think I read last. Okay. Dark Shed comes out at night on dark nights. You will find mm. what looks like a normal shed. But when you go inside, there is a thing whose name is Dark Shed. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is going to be good. This is going to okay. be good. Just, just, a, just a timeout for everyone to pull that in, including myself. All right, <laughs> please continue. <laughs> Dark Shed wears a big black cloak and a plague doctor mask. Of course can... Dark Shed does. <laughs> and you can see... And you can see his red eyes come out from the mask. Other than that, he doesn't seem to have any other body but hands. <laughs> he carries around a big knife and will take you away into the forest if you stay in his shed past midnight. Dark Shed only shows up at 11.20pm at night and you can tell when he is near cuz, K-U-Z, he whistles a very specific song that is familiar but you can never place it. His whistling okay. is... Um, this is probably too far away from Ernest. You think so? Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, his whistling, you think, like, yeah, like it's straying too much into I'm making an icon? Yeah. yeah. His his whistle. I don't know. I don't know, because I still see people making up uh, bullshit creepypasta icons, and they his sound His name's Dark Shed. His name is Dark, yeah. 
His whistling, but okay, but Alan, it gets better. His whistling is only heard by kids. Mm. When you find his shed, you can ask him any questions you want, but he will only answer some of them truthfully. Oh my God, it's working ritual in here too. If you can beat yep. him in a game of 20 questions, he will give you one wish. But if you lose the game, then he will get to keep you, just as if you stayed in his shed past midnight. When he keeps you, he will take you deep into his shed, and he will strip you of your skin and eat your eyeballs and tongue, and leave you until you die, and then eat the rest of you. Mm. Dark Shed can show up anywhere, so be very careful when you hear whistling at night between 11.20 and midnight, because it could be Dark Shed waiting to skin and eat you. Okay. Again, I absolutely adore this. Yeah, me too. It does feel... Like we've stepped we've stepped away from earnestness. Yeah, I still love this though. Yeah, this feels like a parody, a good parody. Yes, it, it, it absolutely feels like a parody, but it's a good parody. It, Michael, it's, so like, it's spot on. Do you feel like dark, uh, dark, uh, or best chocolate? Do you feel like that was kind of though maybe too par- parodic? I I don't think so. I I think that one genuinely felt like something someone would have written when they were like 12 or 13, someone who was into like a bunch of like creepy pasta, but uh-huh. in the, didn't understand why it was good. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of what they were going for. And I think they nailed it complete with, uh, the twist ending that starts how the story began. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, but are... this, this, mm. this, I know about this because one time I was outside at 11.30 p.m. and I heard someone whistling. I went over to see who it was and I saw there was a shed that wasn't there before. (laughs) It's a TARDIS. It was dark green and scary. But I was brave, so I went and looked inside. Inside there was Dark Shed. Inside there was Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. He saw me and welcomed me into his shed. Hello, child, he said. Welcome to my shed. He scared me. He scared... Sorry. He scared me, but I stayed to talk to him. Hello, I said. Yeah, go ahead. Who are you? My name is Dark Shed, he said. What is your name? My name is... I stopped because I wasn't sure who this guy was, so I didn't want to tell him my name. I'm sorry, but I can't tell you that. Okay. <laughs> Dark Shed said, yes. I then noticed his scary knife. It was really big, and I wasn't sure what he was going to do with it. What do you use that knife for? What do, you, what do you use that knife for, Dark Shed? I asked him. I use it to skin children who stay out tonight. <laughs> Honest as the day is long, that dark shed. <laughs> Oops! Sorry, moment inside thought. I use it to skin children who stay out too late, he said. When he said that, I almost ran away right there. But Dark Shed stopped me. But there is still time before it is late, he said. Okay, I said. (laughs) Dark Shed then showed me around his shed. It was so much bigger than it looked like it was on the outside. See, a TARDIS. He showed me every single room but one room. There were weird noises coming from that room. He told me I wasn't allowed to go in there. 
I waited until he wasn't looking and I peeked inside. Inside, I saw a bunch of kids strung up on the wall without any skin or eyeballs. They all made weird noises and I saw that this was because they didn't have any tongues either. Darkshed yelled at me and said, You have been a bad kid. You're out way too late. He tried to run, but the shed door closed bit before I could get out and he took me away and skinned me and ate my eyes and tongue and now I am hanging in his shed forever. That is... <laughs> that is why you don't go outside when it is dark at night because Dark Shed will get you. Yes. I love it. Points for uh, points for uh, parody, for sure. Yes. It's definitely oh, absolutely. parody. Yeah. I love... I, I, I thoroughly... Here's, and, and you know what? Again, I feel like I say this with a lot of the writing challenges, but this one I can say for sure, and you can trust me on this because we're reading them all. I like every single story we've read. Yes. They're so good. Everybody yep. did a fantastic every, everyone, everyone does something different very well. Yes. This is... Um, it's almost like they plotted together. Or did they? I don't know. But this one, this one was fucking great. This, this was very good. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't make my rankings again, just because it's not, it, it is not earnest enough. It, it is kind of too obviously a parody. Uh huh. But, but I do love it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I do you think I think every story, technically, every story is getting the honorable mention because we're reading them all on this podcast. So. Right. Yeah. So where where are your rankings so far? Uh, I think the doll is my favorite. I think the doll is my favorite too. I think that's I think that unless another one comes into Thrones, that one that might be our first placer. Yeah. Um. After that, I gotta remind myself, but um, uh, that's definitely the one that's that's in the running for me for the best one so far in terms of of meeting the criteria and it being the most entertaining in terms of that criteria. Yeah. I, I it's it's the doll for me so far too. Okay, that's good. All right, we got a new we got another one with no title. Cool. When I was eight years old, we made Day of the Dead ofrend us in Spanish class. I made mine about Mr. Rogers because I didn't know any dead people myself. <laughs> it was cute. fun, but at the time it didn't mean anything to me as a little white kid who had yet to experience death. But then something happened. You know, I once had to, I was once part of a group of Franda during a um, uh, magic witchcraft and religion course in college. Oh yeah. We had to, we could pick two people to set up the Afrenda for, and I was like, hmm. Uh, so I did one for my deceased grandmother, one for Walt Disney. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> I happen to have absolutely one hundred percent of David thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was this was like freshman year of college, David. So yeah. Mike, this is before I realized how much of a dick Walt Disney was. So, yeah, my grandma died early, earlier, early the next year. I was really sad because I was really close to my grandma. She used to pick me up from school when my parents had to work late. So I spent a lot of time at her house playing board games with her and listening to her music. She had a ton of games and a lot of vinyl records. Now that she was gone, I had to spend the after school hours at a daycare. And that was a huge step down from grandma's house because other kids just suck, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I dig it. I dig I like it. it. Other kids do just suck. Those first few weeks after Grandma passed, I was moody and acted out. But one day, I thought of something that might make me feel better. I remembered the Afrendas. My Spanish teacher told us that Mexican people make them so their dead loved ones could come visit. <laughs> I would make give anything for a visit from Grandma. 
I know it's not necessarily politically incorrect, but it's it's such an eight year old thing to say. Mexican people do this. Yes. So one night, after my parents were asleep, I snuck into the basement where we put all of Grandma's things. I brought my craft supplies with me, and also one of my Grandma's urns. I should probably explain that. My mom has this weird superstition that when we needed to keep some of Grandma's ashes in every corner of the house to protect the house. Grandma's ashes were separated into several small urns that you'd usually get for cat ashes. I figured it was no big deal if I borrowed one to try and contact Grandma. You know what this makes me think of? Someone's someone's what? Animal Crossing house just full of urns in every corner. Yes. <laughs> I'm on board. All right, this is good. I searched, I searched through boxes and trunks for things I needed. I found a framed photo of Grandma from the funeral to put in the center of my altar. From the board game box, here we go, I pulled a Hasbro Ouija board. <gasps> and that's not weird, because as I said, Grandma just had a lot of board games. <laughs> Okay. So I had the board, the photo, some candles, some costume jewelry, <laughs> some glitter, some shapes I cut out of construction paper. It was all there. All I needed now was grandma's music. You know what? This, again, feels competently earnest, but the narrator just breaking in to say, like, the, the, the little, like, isms the narrator has makes it really funny. Like, the, it makes it feel like it's just someone... I, I It's good. I like it. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. Um, I dug out the Beach Boys album with the scary cover, Endless Summer. Did, does Endless Summer have a scary cover? Okay, I do yeah, like the, the idea of Endless that. Summer. Uh, it's kind of terrifying. Okay. It's uh, the Beach Boys all, like, staring head-on at you from some bushes. Oh, that does seem like a scary cover, then. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, too. Oh, yeah, okay. So, scary cover, Endless Summer. I began to fiddle with the record player. Once the record was spinning, I tried to place the needle, but it just kept sliding off, making awful sounds. I pressed lots of buttons and kept trying until finally the needle stayed on the record. The song Fun, Fun, Fun began to play backwards. All that happened next was anything but fun. <laughs> <laughs> The flames of the candles began to stretch really high. The plastic bit of the Ouija board started darting around from letter to letter, too fast for me to see what it was saying. A big cloud of green smoke started to rise from the little urn. It smelled like litter box. The house started shaking, and a ghostly voice was singing along to the backwards lyrics. A bunch of my craft paper stuff caught on fire, and I was beyond worried about getting caught. I ran to my parents' room for help. Um... It smells like a litter box because they're all cat urns, aren't they? Wasn't that established? Yeah. I <laughs> I burst into the room and explained the situation all in one breath. My parents slowly stirred in bed. Mom said something like, your turn to deal with her. And Dad got up to put on his robe. I cuddled in bed with Mom until the noises stopped and all that was left was the smell of smoke. For some reason, I guess, it, I wasn't in as much trouble as I expected. I got a talking to the next day about leaving the ashes where Mom put them. They said next time I wanted to talk to Grandma, I should let them know first. So I guess the moral of the story is, don't try religious rituals that you learn at school without a live adult present. (laughs) Cool, Daddy. So, like, this one just has an ending where, like, 
I guess the adults accept that there are religious rituals to summon the dead. Yeah, I guess it's that, but it feels like it's not explained very well. Which... But it's just like, hey, don't don't summon grandma. Please don't summon grandma without adult supervision. I do. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I, and I like that it was explained. We could figure it out despite how clunky it was in the end. Yeah. So good. Good. God damn, this is going to be hard. Yeah. Okay, I think we're on our last one. We're on to the last story, and there's some hard work to start this one. Oh, that's pretty good. The Johnny Under the be- under My Bed. Uh, is this about... Oh, no, it's about Johnny Test. Oh, shit. Oh, it's a lost <laughs> episode. It's a lost episode one. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, I think you're starting us off, Alan. <sighs> yep, uh, I just need to take a deep breath. Okay. Do any of you guys remember a TV show called Johnny Test? Oh, I do. It was an American-Canadian cartoon started by WB Animation that ran in the mid-2000s. It was about a young boy who went on wacky adventures while being experimented on by his twin sisters. I was a big fan of it growing up. Johnny Test is terrible. Um, um, But after what I saw, I can never watch it the same way again. Yes. Oh, boy. For my birthday, my dad got me a Nintendo DS and a copy of Lego Batman for the Nintendo DS and a copy of Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood for the Nintendo DS. You should check them out. They are very fun. I love this. (laughs) I love this. I adore this already. Anyways, I also got a Johnny Test DVD. The DVD was called Johnny Test, Johnny Testo Changeo. And it had ten episodes on it. The episodes were Johnny of the Deep, Fangs a Lot Johnny, Johnny Longlegs, Here Johnny, Here Boy, Cat Scratch Johnny, Johnny Test Party Monster, Tom and Johnny, Johnny's Petting Zoo Posse, and the Johnny Under the, My Bed. All of these episodes were some of my favorites, but I had never seen the last one, the Johnny Under My Bed. Oh, Johnny Bravo's under the bed? Oh, Lord. After watching all the episodes, I got to the last one. The opening song played like normal, but it was slightly off. The music sounded like it was being played underwater a little, and the video quality was a little grainy, and the logo was in a different font. Yep. It was a little weird and made me feel anxious, but I kept watching. (laughs) Yes, serious Jared symptoms going on. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is, uh, this is paint by numbers, um... Lost episode pasta so far. Yep. The episode was about Johnny Test telling his sisters that Bumper Randalls was taking his lunch money and beating him up at school. His sisters mentioned that they were making a sciency serum <laughs> that would turn people into horrible bloodthirsty monsters. Johnny stole some of it from their underground lab and downed the whole vial. His plan was to break into Bumper's house and hide under his bed as a monster. He thought scaring him would scare him into stopping. That's when I heard something a little off. That show never shied away from wacky sound effects. This didn't sound like silly noises. It sounded more real. This wasn't the goofy smack noise I was used to. This was a full-on crack. It actually startled me a little the first time I heard it. A full-on crack of what? When he transforms? You know, Johnny Test, if you've never seen it, I have it. Has this con- this constant like whip cracking noise that is it, it happens like forty times an episode. Oh, the 
and it's the most annoying shit on the planet. <laughs> yes. Like, to give you some context, there's a show called Johnny Test. It's really, really fucking bad. <laughs> and they constantly make that with crack noise. Oh, through, boy. Through the whole show. Um, I think your paragraph is next, so... I didn't have long to think about it, though, since Johnny quickly crawled through Bumper's bedroom window and snuck under his bed as the science potion began to take effect. He grew long claws, grew a lot of hair, and devil-like horns, and grew sharp teeth and grew more and more monstrous. He growled angrily. I was really scared, but I couldn't stop watching. Suddenly, it cut to Monster Johnny's face staring out of the dark from under the bed. He, he snarling teeth dripping with fluid and glowing red hyper-realistic eyes. Yes! There it is. Then for seven... How would it take it this long to get for us to get that? I'm surprised. That was, you know, our, 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 the writers, most of our writers, remarkable restraint. Then for seven minutes, it slowly zoomed in on his face as his growling intensified. His growling was low and deep and it scared me. As it zoomed in, the whip crack grew louder and louder and louder. I began to hear cries of pain and agony also grow louder. <laughs> it was as if someone was being struck. Oh, God, I love this. <laughs> it was as if someone was being struck by a whip. I couldn't reach the remote. I was completely frozen in fear as the screaming intensified. <laughs> Eventually, you could hear the sound of Bumper going to bed and Johnny's eyes moved to follow him getting into bed. Then with an evil growl, he reached up, Bumper screamed, and his head got ripped clean off. Then the credits played. This is this is a really good one. This is a really good one. I couldn't move from my seat. The image of Monster Johnny peering out from under his bed was burned into my mind's eye, and I was so terrified. Before I got a chance to react, a message appeared on the screen. The message read... Johnny's gonna get you. Then I heard something growl from under my bed. If you're reading this, never watch that episode or else Monster Johnny will... Yep. Yes. Got, done got candle jacked. Done got candle jacked. Oh, man. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Snaps. Snaps all around. Okay. Uh, okay, boy. I still rank the doll above this. This is my number two for sure. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm leaning toward this one for number two. I think the doll is still my favorite. Yes. The doll is the one that gets closest to the criteria. It sounds, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like we're in agreement about number one and number two then. Yeah, this one was, this one, oh man, I almost want to play guess the author at this point, but I don't know. I, I have a guess. Okay, um... I also have a guess, but uh, we'll find out who the authors were soon enough. But so, so we're in agreement about one, number one and number two. Okay, let's go through everything again. Yeah, so we start with uh, the house that screamed a lot. That's what I'm going to call it. Again, again doesn't um, make my rankings just as too good. It's here's the thing: big, big ups for feeling like someone's attempted an earnest story just done clumsily. Yeah. And it has enough little comical bits. Like, I actually laughed at, you know, a regular nuisance of a regular day, like filling up gas or taking a shit. Yeah. It was great. But, um, like, that good. gets That gets a, that's a, that's gets my, uh, my seal of approval, honestly. This was, a, this was good. Yeah. No, nothing I, in here. But based on the cart, based, I'm basing this off of your, 
your criteria here, though, Alan, because this is yeah. your, this is your baby. Yes, best chocolate. I'm gonna say best chocolate. It's a pretty strong contender for third place. Okay, I can see that. Um, it's yeah. Um, so uh, the one after that. Uh, the one about the uh, the the one that's basically pale Luna, but with like cardinal directions and awkward paragraphs and very short and awkwardly yeah. written. Yes. Good. Yes. Mwah. Also very good. Yeah, my it's a contender for me too. Okay, let's do it this way. So far, if we're going down the list, we've eliminated the first one. We okay. have best chocolate, and we have weird coordinate story. Okay. Now pick between those two. What's your third place? Between those two. Oh. But then we'll keep. But the, but then we'll, we we whichever one is stronger, we move down the list. Okay. Um. Let me rereading a little bit of the, um, for me personally, uh, I kind of want I think best chocolate re- really, really feels like something a 13-year-old would write. Yeah. I don't know, though. I'm kind of leaning, I myself am kind of leaning toward the coordinates one. Mm. But I, I, I will defer to you just because, again, no, this no, is your no, baby. No. It is my baby, but we're. I I I think they both are really strong. Yeah, they are. This is really hard. Um, um I'll. I mean, if, if we're at an impasse, I'm I'm serious. I think you should be the the tiebreaker. Okay, I. Hmm, I'm I'm gonna say right now third place until until we keep going on the list is gonna be best chocolate. Okay, I'm good with that too because this is really tough. Okay. Okay. So. Sorry, coordinate story. You you didn't place, but you, you were good. You met the criteria. You were a great job. You did a great job. Absolutely superb. So we got our winner with the doll. Yeah. Okay. The, Moving on, we have the box. The box is actually a really strong contender for me because I like how it. Well, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. It starts fairly like okay, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But then it devolves into just insanity yeah. by the end of it. And I like it. Really that. feels like someone like had a decent like idea for a story starting out, uh-huh. and just cared cared less and less as they kept writing. Yeah, like the it made no sense at the ending, and I, I yeah, and I think that's really good for what we're aiming for. I'm gonna put the box over our last story. Over dar- uh, over um, uh, best chocolate. Over coordinates. Over best chocolate. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I'll you know what? Yeah, I'll do that too. So that's our current third place. Yep. As much so as I dark, love, as much as I we love, love, we love Dark Shed. As much as I love Not, Dark it's, Shed. It's very clearly parody. Yeah, it's really good parody though. And Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead was really good. Yeah. Again. But, like, kind of like the first story, it has a, a touch of earnestness to it that I really like. Yeah. It has that touch of earnestness, and it just but, and I like the way that the author. Um, or the the narrator is working in like almost little little isms into the whole thing, just like they're they're just you know kids are kids suck you know like it's endearing I like it, but I think I'm gonna give it to the box over that one. Okay, so so box. there's our top three. What about Johnny? What about the Johnny under my bed? Uh, we decided that one is oh, number wait, two, didn't place. we? Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. so our top three are number one, uh, the doll. Number one, the doll. Number two, the Johnny under my bed. And number three, the box. Okay, let me pull up who those writers are. I want to know who all the writers were, but let's start with our top three. Okay, our number three writer was AJ Wright. Hey, Jay. Hey, 
Right. You got third place, which is twenty dollars. Congratulations, the box is good. Ching, we'll send it to you in a box, or probably just over we'll that, PayPal. We'll place that box inside we'll of a smaller box. We can't place it inside a smaller box. Mm-hmm. That would defy the laws of physics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, second place. Ah, uh, you knew it. Uh, second place is Beth. I knew it. I fucking knew it was Beth. I fucking knew only Beth would know about Johnny Test. I mean, you know. And first place is Jam Titan. Jam Titan? No name on the email. Just Jam Titan. Mysterious. Well, Jam Titan won. Congratulations, Jam Titan. You, you, You won. Um, and let's, let's give credit to all of our other writers. I have a feeling who some might be, but I don't know. Start, let's start with, and then he fell through the wall. That was written by Eric Molker. Eric Molker. That is that name sound familiar. Oh, wait uh, a minute. Uh, I know an Eric Molker. Cool. Like in real life. I, I know an Eric Molker. Sweet. I don't think he's entered. Hey, are are you the Eric Molker I went to college with? Because hi, Eric. How are things? <laughs> um, second story. Uh, best chocolate, which was best chocolate, was written by Bringer of Lighters. Nice Bringer. Well done. Um, the uh, embedded email uh, episode was Elliot Wiseman. All right. Uh. Um, shit. Did we Dark lose... Shed. Huh? Dark Shed? Dark Shed was Markel Hodges. Markel Hodges. Again, I, I'm getting, um, let me see. Yeah, Markel Hodges. Um. I'm not familiar with, hmm. The story Grandma, it was written by, uh, uh Rika. Oh, Rika. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, we got some mysterious. Uh, we got some mysterious. The mysterious Jam Titan is our winner. Yes. All right. Congratulations, Jam Titan. <laughs> Fifty dollars and a copy of Shaq Fu. Fifty dollars and a copy of Shaq Fu. Signed copy of Shaq Fu. For the Genesis. Ooh. All right. So yeah. Wow, good contest, everybody. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh my gosh, y'all, y- 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 all eight of you killed it. Yeah. So that's why it's I figured bad. that's why they all need to be read on the show. Yeah. This was a great all around. Very good. Oh man. Difficult, so... difficult one, but yeah, really good. I feel like I feel like this was a really good um premise for a contest. Everybody who did it just pulled uh, you know, pulled it out of the knocked it out of the park really well and I'm I'm impressed. And um yeah. Gosh, I don't know what to say. I'm just floored. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know what writing challenge we're going to do after this, but um, hopefully we can get more people on board. for This was a really tough, um, my, I think more than we were expecting, this is a really tough one to do. Yeah. And yet. For sure. And yet. Oh, man. And yet. And yeah, yet. no, it was fucking great. It's fucking great. Awesome. Okay, so thank you for joining us for Undercooked Analysis. If you like what you hear here, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can check out the rest of the podcast on the Creative Horror Network. We are slowly but surely putting the whole backlog back up on Creative Horror's YouTube page, but 
We're not going to be super active there because YouTube's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck YouTube. Fuck YouTube. As he said on an episode that will inevitably be on YouTube at some point because it's an archive. Uh, but, you know, if you want to support us there, too, you can. I just I prefer more love going to the podcast on its podcast feeds. Um, anything you like to shoot us, shoot us a review on Apple Apple uh, on the podcast app. The what? what? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Shoot us a review on the podcast app. But give us give us five stars or one stars. Let us know your honest opinion. Yeah. Tell me I'm a piece of shit. Tell me I'm a piece of shit to my face. I fucking dare you. Come <laughs> over to my house. Come over to my house. I'll show you what's what. We'll throw fucking hands. <laughs> uh, leave a review and tell us if you it was Satan or aliens. Like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> You'll drop like a pussy. <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. Ha, 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 ha.